Welcome to the Orange Socks Podcast, where we are inspiring life despite a diagnosis. I'm your host, Dr. Gerald Nebaker. I have Jory and Dan on the podcast today talking about their son, Luxton. He received a diagnosis when Jory was 32 weeks pregnant with Luxton's little brother, Atler. Autosomal recessive centronuclear myopathy type 5. There are three cases that they found, but Luxon's is the only case with the two mutated genes. So we got a mutated gene from me and a mutated gene from my husband. Jory and Dan described the first few days after Luxton was born. He couldn't breathe on his own. They called it Code Blue. They thought something was wrong right off the bat, but Nobody really knew what it was. The first assumption was it was malnutrition, that he wasn't getting enough nourishment. They had like a laundry list of things that they thought it could be. His MRI showed some brain bleeds. At first they were like, he has an ischemic brain injury because he did have a rough delivery. So he was restricted in utero. After bringing Luxton home from the hospital, Jory and Dan tried to handle the health issues Luxton was facing. He was three weeks old and they decided to send us home. I'm a nurse and so he had a feeding tube in his nose. When he was born he wasn't able to swallow or suck. He had a ton of secretions and he didn't move. We call him a slinky. He's a lot better now. We noticed that he started getting more and more irritable to where we couldn't console him. We would try and burp him, change him, rock him, feed him. The only time he would sleep was when he would get worn out in the back of our minds thinking something's wrong. He was three weeks old. We were getting ready to go to bed and all of a sudden his oxygen dropped to like the 20s and his heart rate, we couldn't find it. And then we were admitted for another three months on and off and they still couldn't find anything, but he was getting a little bit stronger. So we got a G2 place and then they're like, it's terminal, whatever he has. So don't expect him to look at you. Don't expect him to laugh. He's never gonna play with toys, he's never gonna walk, he's never gonna crawl, he's never gonna sit up. He's going to be a vegetable and they didn't give us very much hope. One doctor wanted us to put him in a long-term care facility and that was really, really hard for us because we had no answers, brand new baby. He started throwing up, he had pyloric stenosis. It's where the awesome. muscles in your stomach close off. So everything we were feeding him through his feeding tube had nowhere to go, so it was coming back up. He came home. We lasted a day, roughly, because into the night he started throwing up, gasping a lot. They had to do an emergency surgery on him because they found that he had that pilo. In the back of our minds the entire time it was, something's wrong. What is it? It doesn't feel right. It doesn't seem right, what you're telling me. There was finally one specific test that assisted in eventually determining a diagnosis. They ran, it's called a microarray, and it showed a small deletion on chromosome two. We didn't get an official diagnosis till he was almost 16 months. Dan talks about how the diagnosis affected him. I kinda had a hard time with that. They can tell me that he won't do certain things, but I can actually see what he can do and I can work with him and see what I can have him do and what kind of life he can lead. He's starting to stand. I just look at it as he's got a condition that makes him have to work harder. Jory felt overwhelmed after receiving the news of Luxton's condition. 
Well, we got the diagnosis and I remember the lady walking in the room and she's like, so we found something, this is a gene it affects, but we have no other records of this ever being found. The other two cases that are very similar, both kids are trach vented and doctors said that they don't have a very good prognosis. I was devastated and then I went to why us, why our baby. But as time went on, Jory and Dan were able to see the blessings. They have come to love and enjoy Lexton's unique qualities. He rolls and now he's lifting his head up off the ground. He does things that they told us he would never even do. They're coming to us for answers in similar cases. Occasionally, like if I see another 18-month-old running around going down slides, sometimes I'll let myself go there, but not for very long because he does things that other moms don't get to experience. We just have like a more special bond I feel I wouldn't have if he didn't have his diagnosis. He is a magician with his feet, so he didn't use his hands for a long time. He's always happy. I think the only time he ever really is upset or cried is when he's in pain or something's bothering him. So he has a favorite song, it's Michael Jackson. He loves to dance, even though he doesn't stand. He's so funny. He's definitely one of the happiest babies I've ever been around. After we got everything figured out, he's just had time to excel. He's never been one to just cry. He loves to be around people. He's a snuggler for a lot of the time. He's been more and more curious about the world. And it's just funny to see that curiosity for him takes place. I love coming home and seeing dance around for me and get excited. Really wonderful having him a part of the family. He just seems to have this determination to never really give up. Jory shares her advice for other parents who are going through similar situations. So I will probably tell you what my husband told me three months into us not knowing what was going on. I was having a really hard time. I was feeling guilty. I was feeling sad, jealous. Like I couldn't do it, I wasn't worthy, or why me? And we were walking down the hall of the hospital. I was like, I can't do this. He stopped me and he's like, Jory, stop listening to the doctors. Stop looking at everything. They're telling you what's wrong and just be his mom. And it was just something so simple. Look at him and what he needs. Then how can I give him the best life possible? And I stopped looking at what he's never gonna do and what everyone labeling my child as. And once I stopped doing that, I was able to pay attention to what he can do. And oh, he's making really big leaps. And then I started getting joy out of that. And I mean, I still get sad sometimes, but he literally does so many things that they said he would never do. And when I started focusing on the positive and like, how can I help him progress? It just brought all the joy back into everything I thought went away when he was diagnosed. Thanks for listening to this episode. Orange Socks is an initiative of Rise Incorporated, a nonprofit organization dedicated to supporting and advocating for people with disabilities. Follow Orange Socks on Facebook and Instagram and visit our website, orangesocks.org, for more stories and to find national and local resources to help parents of children with disabilities.